the reason I was excited when you were born, I think at first was because you were going to be a boy. And I thought that uh, we were going to do a lot of sports, but you never really got into sports. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the perfect intro for this podcast. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Caprero Americano. My name is Christian Caprero. I'm joined by my father, Shannon Caprero. I'm old. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I actually I am getting a little bit older, but yeah, a former teamster, long time drummer, and current salesman in Chicago, loving life, and I get the chance to talk to my son for a good amount of time every week. So, uh, whether you like it or not, man, I'm having a blast. So, I've I've been having fun doing this. So let's go ahead and um, let's see. What are you drinking this week, Pop? What, what what do you mean? What am I drinking this week? No, pretend like you don't have something over there. I know, I know how it is. <laughs> okay, so I, it's possible that I might have a, a glass of vodka and ginger ale. Uh, I am drinking a Shiner Bock, which is a fan favorite of Texas. Yes, Grandpa Vince. I think he was a big fan of those. Was he? Yes. That's kind of so. Uh, for people that don't know. Vincent Caprero was your father. Yes, and your grandfather. And my grandfather, yeah. yeah. He was the he was the full blood Italian. Uh, yes, and uh, what he passed away th- three or four years ago. I don't dwell on dates, but uh, he was a really awesome guy that uh, gave me a lot of great advice through my life, and I loved him a lot. He was imperfect as we all are, and. Just an all-around great guy. Yeah, I, it was more than three or four years ago because I know that happened like the fall semester of my senior year, and I graduated. That was in so that must have been twenty twelve. So it's been closer to six years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Time does fly by. I know we're supposed to be talking about sports, but uh, you know, as Time just goes by. I just don't dwell on those things. I see my dad every day. I uh, I open up my iPad and there's a picture of him and my wife at a Chicago Bears game. And that's how I choose to remember it. And although all those memories being, when I see that picture, it just brings back uh, great memories of us having fun, you know, at, at a, at a Bears game or, or, you know, in our living room watching the Bears or uh, sitting around at the lake house out on the back lanai and talking and just, you know, drinking wine and, and enjoying each other's company. And yeah, so, yeah, I, I, that's why I probably 20 years from now, I'll be like, oh yeah, my dad, he passed away like 10 years ago. And I'll be like, no, it was like 20 years ago. Uh, for me, I just, I refuse to well in the uh, sadness of it. No, I mean, like, because there's no reason to be sad. It's it's not going to, it's not going to bring him back. And it's, it's no. better to celebrate his life. And it's good that you have those good memories with him. 
Who was a Beggars Bears fan? Was it you or him? Uh, probably Carrie. <laughs> My <laughs> wife. Uh, for those of you listening who uh, don't have all the references, yeah, probably Carrie. She's probably the biggest sports fan in, in the family. But yeah, it was you know it was just something really cool to bond over. Uh, it was it was a great excuse to get the whole family together. You know, the different generations all have different things going on and, and doing different things. And, and so to just, you know, to get together on a Sunday, uh, dad was, you know, or my dad, grandpa Vince was very religious and, and uh, grandma Bridget was pretty religious, but I mean, none of the rest of us are. So it was, uh, you know, a, a second excuse, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what, uh, Lewis Black always said is that, you know, he didn't really have a religion. The Super Bowl was as close as he got to a religion. And I think for a lot of people, at least in the United States, uh, of course, I mean, we call it football. They, they also call soccer football uh, around the world. But for us, I think for the most part, uh, at least until very recently, uh, football has always been kind of associated with uh, as an American pastime, uh, probably in addition to I, I couldn't compare the numbers because I don't know them off the top of my head. Uh, baseball, at least. Yeah, well, and I think baseball is technically called America's pastime. You can put that in parentheses. Uh, yeah. But I think, yeah, if you asked anybody, you know, football, up until, you know, the last last few years when they uh, started finding out about the, the head injuries and the, uh, you know, the concussion protocols and, you know, the film that uh, Will Smith made and all that. And then, of course, in the last couple of years with the the kneeling for the national anthem that's somewhat uh, detracted away from the game and stuff. And, I, you know, there's just all kinds of uh, outside influences taking its toll or, or adding to, I don't know, to be honest with you, one way or the other, the prevalence of, of football as, a, a, you know, a part of the American culture. I still like it. Yeah. I still want to watch it. Me personally, the whole kneeling on the field thing doesn't bother me one damn bit. I think we make too much of a big deal about it. I I think so too. I mean, speaking of that though, because I always remember Friday nights at least, especially since I was in marching band, always going uh, whether it be at home or traveling for an away game, all the football games, I mean, everyone seemed to enjoy it. I do wonder, though, if now that it has come out that head injuries are a real danger and risk of playing the game, if there's going to be a, I wouldn't say necessarily a drop in popularity, but maybe there's going to be less parents that, you know, introdu- or not introduce, but allow their kids to play. And if you think it might eventually get phased out of, you know, high school or even, I guess, I I think I started playing like in fourth or fifth grade when I was in school in Texas. So, I mean, like they, they start you pretty young. Oh yeah. Yeah. You were pretty young. Yeah. And, and, and back then I, you know, you didn't even look really like you were enjoying yourself that all that much either. I, I, as, as you alluded in in the intro, I'm, I'm not good at sports. I did give it my best shot though. You know, I, I tried football in like fourth or fifth grade. I 
during middle school, I remember going to to gym and and trying out for the basketball team because I mean everybody had to, but I, I didn't make it. I was not coordinated enough. I could bounce the ball like that wasn't an issue, but it got to a point where they're like, "All right, everybody, put these goggles on." It was those like blinder goggles, so you can't look down at the ground while you dribble. Ah, uh. and that it, it all went to hell after that. <laughs> and and then I switched over to track because I had a couple buddies in track and, and still two of my best friends from high school. I mean, they went to state twice for track. They they kept up with it, and I really, really, really tried my best, but I was so slow. And and the the coach, the the track coach, he did not like me, or at least it didn't feel like it. I felt like I was doing extra laps because I was so slow. Boy. Um, you got in your first fist fight in track, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Sure. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it's it's fair. No, I, I remember. I remember that so, so vividly. I don't know why. And I don't know if it's because I think it started, honestly, in the locker room that day. You know, because like, you know, boys and this this had to be like in sixth grade. Um, yeah, they just talk shit. So I, I just I, I did not put myself out there like that. Like, yeah, let's let's you know, let's duke it out. I mean, like I didn't even start really, honestly, I think getting my my itch to, you know, try to be funny, like posting videos on YouTube and stuff until like I was 13 or something. So that must have been like eighth grade. So a couple of years later. So at this point, like I was very much just trying to fit in, uh, especially since like you, you and I both know that we don't have like the the biggest athletic build it's not that we're fat it's just that we carry all of our extra weight like right there in the center Um, (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just i'm really just trying to fit in and this one kid i won't name names because i i i mean i know his full name and i don't know if he still lives there or not but he he was saying stuff to me and and like every time we would pass on the track it'd be like him saying stuff and then a couple of his friends you know, like egging them on, like, ooh, Christian. And eventually I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to finish the mile and I'm just, I'm worn out. I, I'm tired of it. And I just figure I need to say something maybe to make him stop. And that was my first mistake. So, <laughs> and I, I remember exactly what I said because I remember getting in trouble for it because, um, because I cursed at him. I said, kiss my ass. Uh, his name and that's when he came up at me and I think at that point you guys had already put me in karate so I at least wasn't completely defenseless like I I did have an idea of how I should hold myself and at least try to you know try to get a punch at him and I think I got one good punch uh, right after because he was like pulling my uh, I, I, I had like a long sleeve shirt on or something he was like pulling it over my head and punching me in the face and um after I, I I let him take my shirt off so that I could you know finally see and then I think I got a w- one good shot on his chin, and then I I mean I was I was so because uh, in those moments you know it's a fight or flight response and at that point I didn't really think I could run and because I had been running the whole hour so I was worn out and so I was just like look dude we we need to stop or we're gonna get in trouble like I was more so worried about getting in trouble than I was fighting this guy because like it was we were just trading blows. And so, like, he just, he looks at me, he looks, like, up at the hill, like, back at the the, the field house where, where the locker room is, where everybody had already gone, because everybody had already, it was towards the end of the hour that this happened. 
and he's just he looks back at me, he hits me one more time, and then he runs off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I'm I'm really glad at least for the couple of years that you guys did it before I got into marching band that you guys put me in martial arts because I at least know some basics of self defense. I wasn't you know putting my arms to my side like I was able to at least cover my face a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm you know I'm happy that. Uh... You at least defended yourself a little bit. I didn't think I did anything wrong, and and I and I thought it was a little bit like I felt like he was just asking for a fire. He was looking for one, and I don't know why he picked me. I guess because I was so passive, like I was just an easy target because I wasn't gonna do anything. And then when I challenged him, I guess he was just like, I can't look like a pussy in front of all my friends, especially now that they've been backing me up. I gotta show this little bitch this boss and. And I, we ended up being fairly equally matched. I thought, at least, like I held my own for the most part. Yeah, he he didn't climb on top of you and start beating the crap out of you, right? No, no. And, well, and like I go. said, like, the only reason he had an upper hand on me at first was because he was like pulling my shirt over my head, which I just thought was a dick move in the first place. But anyway, uh, how uh, how early did you get introduced to to sports, and what sports did you play as a kid? First introduction to sports was um, elementary school. We played, uh, and forgive me uh, for everyone that's older than I am, we played Smear the Queer. (laughs) Uh, That was the name of the game. Yep. And basically, so at, at recess, we had a football and... I don't think we had organized sports because I was in elementary school. This was in um, Bolingbroke, Illinois, and so we would we would just like take a football and and we had you know there were two goalposts we had two teams, uh, but it was basically like uh, a mixture of rugby and football and every man for himself but not really, but kind of, maybe, sort of. And just, like, whoever had the football, you were, like, supposed to get to the other end. And you were supposed to, like, remember who was on your team and who wasn't. And whoever had the football, uh, you had to just, like, get to the other end. And you never made it because you got creamed by, uh, I mean, it was, like, 20 guys to a team. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it was... (laughs) <laughs> and it was it was unorganized. This is a recess game. Yeah, uh, it was my but it was my introduction to football, um, and it was really cool. We had a we had a blast. Unless you were the the guy with the football getting creamed by a bunch of guys. And that was really my first introduction. And then um, I remember my mom bought me. Um, I got it for Christmas. I was still probably in elementary school. I I didn't have a lot of friends. I had a lot of good friends. I you know I had like you know three or four good friends. So it wasn't like I was like I had you know like twenty friends or something. So she got me this uh, machine that you you crank the arm down and you hit this button and uh, you loaded the football into the arm. And it would throw the football to you. Oh, okay. And so I, I played with that for hours, and I learned, you know, how to catch uh, a football. And 
Uh, and then we started, you know, just playing football with the neighborhood kids and stuff. In the wintertime, when it was really, you know, snowy and all that, we, we went sledding. And, and, then, and then the rest of the time, um, in the summer, we had uh, where I lived, uh, or not a neighborhood, um, so we lived in these, like, condos. It was a, you know, it was a bunch of condos everywhere. So we had a, a pool, you know, that, that everyone got to go to. And then, you know, when you couldn't swim and you couldn't ski, uh, we just played a lot of football or played Legos and all those things. And, and just, you know, football, there wasn't a lot of space. So, you know, it was either ride your bikes or find a little spot that you could play a little football. And that's what we did. Uh, so I, I got to play a lot of football as an unorganized sport and i think in the sixth sixth grade or so i we had football but not through the school it was through uh through our local city recreational park type thing and Mm -hmm. i played that for one year and i remember having a lot of a lot of fun we had the pads and you know real helmets and and we actually uh, won the state championship. It had nothing to do with me. Why not? Well, it, I just in terms of my skill or anything <laughs> that I added to the team. Well, what, what was your position? Were you a lineman? So when it all started, I was an offensive lineman. And I was too big for the kids that they stuck me with. And I, I, some kid got hurt. So they, uh, because I was, I was husky, <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, so they, they moved me up into the next league. And in the next league, I was really small. And I played outside linebacker. And uh, so I caught an interception during one game, which I remember vividly. Tell uh, me about that. Tell me the, about that interception. I remember my family was there. My sister was there. She was, uh, and for anyone that knows my sister and nobody that's listening to this will, but uh, <laughs> she's, she's, she's a big fan of anyone that she knows personally. And uh, her little brother was playing in a football game, playing outside linebacker against a lot of guys. I was the smallest guy on our team and probably against the team we were facing. And the quarterback, I don't know if he got hit while he was throwing it or he didn't see me because I was so small or whatever, but I caught the ball and I ran around, uh, ran it back about 10 yards before I just got the shit creamed out of me. (laughs) But I did catch the ball. And so that's the important thing. (laughs) (laughs) But we, uh, we actually got a trophy. I got a trophy the day they handed out the trophies. My sister was having her sweet 16, so uh, it was one of those things where she did her thing and I did my thing that day, but it was a big deal for her, and, and it was a big deal for me because, you know, I was uh, on the winning team and we won a trophy, and I got my trophy. It was really cool. Now, I, I know Auntie Sherry very, very well, or at least I, I feel like, you know, she was around a lot as a kid, and, and she's always been your number one fan even though she's your older sister Um, yeah and you guys all like you and and her and and grandpa vince like you guys all i I remember as a kid you guys would be spending every 
every Saturday or Sunday, whichever day it happened to fall on, just screaming at the TV watching watching the Bears play. Yeah, that would be Sunday because it's pro football, sir. Well, do they not do sometimes a, a Saturday game? Yeah, they do uh, in the playoffs. Okay, my bad. No problem. See, this is this is why I needed you on here to talk to talk sports. Because <laughs> all I. I, oh, the only reason I even know the basics of football is because I played it, and that's that's about as far as it goes for me. Like, although I have to say, out of out of all the sports that you have introduced me to, I've really enjoyed hockey, and I think I enjoyed it the most because it is so fast paced. Hockey is a great game. You've that's... learned a lot about hockey in the in the past, you know, five years or so, right? Yeah, uh, so when Carrie and I came to visit my cousin Judy here in Chicago, and she happens to uh, work for the uh, United Center where the Blackhawks play, she gave us a you know a little private tour of the whole place, and uh, you know we stood underneath the scoreboard where. You know, Michael Jordan played for years. And, you know, the Blackhawks at the time, they they were, I think maybe it was like the first year that they had signed Jonathan Taze and, and uh, Patrick Kane. And things really hadn't coalesced yet. I think they were like, it might have been the year that uh, they, they either went to uh, the playoffs into the Stanley Cup championship, or it might have been the year before. You know, I always liked hockey when I was younger. Uh, you know, I lived in Chicago. I mean, we, you know, we played, you know, when I was a kid, we played a little hockey here and there. It wasn't something I was really into. I know my big brother really liked it, uh, Uncle Chris. Um, yeah, now he's a Stars fan. yeah. But, you know, he actually played it when he was little. And, and I just didn't uh, until years later when I played a little roller hockey with him and stuff like that. You know, it was something to do that I could hang out with my big brother. I, you know, that's the thing about sports. If you allow it to, it can bring you together. It's, it's something to do. It's something to get you off your butt. It's something to cheer for. It's, it's you know, it's not religious it's not there's it's no real strong emotion but it's something that's just you know it's i guess it's probably no different than you know if you if you join a good book club or everyone's really into books it's just something that that you don't you know something to coalesce around and and to find common ground in everyone loves games i mean i think that's why you know video games have become so popular especially sports video games like that's a big market now holy crap people they stream people playing video games now i had no idea until like in the last few months oh i mean they're and they're making well, the good ones. So you have to be really good. But I mean, there's this guy, and they talk about him a lot. He's in the news a lot. He was, I'll tell you a story here in a second about what happened to him recently. But uh, his name is Ninja. And this guy is a professional uh, player. And I think he mostly, if not exclusively, plays 
uh, this game called Fortnite. You ever heard of it? I have heard of it. So do you know the rules of it? No idea. Okay, so I'll, I'll explain the rules for those that don't know really quickly because I've, I've played it. it. For me, it's hard, but I also suck at games. But I enjoy the, the, the sportsmanship of it, which, it, it, I mean, it, it almost is a sport in, in the virtual form. So it's the it's idea not a sport. That, it's a video game. Sorry. Going to correct it's called, that. They call it an eSport now. I yes. swear. So <laughs> it's a video game, but okay. It's still, it's still a video game. They get sponsorships. They have teams, they have tournaments. I mean, it's basically a sport anyway. It's so, not basically a sport. It's basically <laughs> a video game of a sport. <laughs> so you have, hopefully if, if your server is, is full, you'll have, it's, it's a hundred people. And it's and it's a free for all, so it's it's everyone for themselves, and you you all get dropped um, from the sky, like from a, a it's a flying bus, but it's essentially like an airdrop, and you all get dropped onto this large island, and there's a bunch of buildings and trees and 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 a, and a bunch of uh, equipment, and basically, once you touch down, the goal is to get as much materials as you can because you can break down houses you can break down cars you can break down everything in the environment break it all down and then you can restructure it you can build your own structures and you're looking for materials you're looking for guns you're looking for ammo and you're and you're obviously looking for stuff to build your base but at the same time of course you have 99 other people in this very large area all trying to kill each other and meanwhile all this is going on there's also the the play area is what they call it. It continues to get smaller. So you can't just like camp out in a house the whole game and just wait for every, everybody to kill each other. I mean, you can try to do that, but you might end up getting killed by what they call the storm. Cause as the, the, the eye of the storm closes in on the center of the map, um, it, it, you know, it kills everything on the outside of it. So everyone is all converging on this one point. And as they're converging, of course, their their players are running into each other. They're killing each other. They're taking each other's stuff. They're taking each other's weapons. They're trying to find chests and everything. And so, obviously, there can only be one winner. And so, the person who wins, obviously, I mean, that's just bragging rights at that point. But if it's in a tournament form, you're talking, you know, maybe a couple thousand dollars. Um, in Ninja's case, I think he did a joint. I don't know if it was a live stream or if he was doing a tournament. I cannot remember. But I think they raised, like just an insane i i mean like i think it was something in the millions of dollars for charity just for him oh. playing this game and beating it and and being number one yeah mr ninja yeah mr ninja and and he um he recently got uh trolled on the internet for coming down with a case of ligma you ever heard of this disease ligma ligma no it's um it's it's not actually a disease it just means ligma balls I beg your pardon, sir. <laughs> that's exact. That's exactly what happened. So there was, I guess, this person that either didn't like him or or, or someone that just wanted to spread fake news because they thought it was funny, and they just said, you know, you know, Ninja has died this morning of of Ligma, and there was all these news organizations that were like, did you hear that? And, and and everyone's like, what's Ligma? And when you look it up, like Urban Dictionary is like, it means Ligma balls. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, you know it's. I mean, like you said, it's it's still a game. So I mean, there's gonna be 
immature people on there. So. <laughs> yes. But I remember I from Call of Duty. Oh yeah. And I mean that's that's also in the esports format as well. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure they still have pretty fairly big tournaments for uh Call of Duty and the the interesting thing is that since Fortnite has become so popular, the whole battle royale concept, the 100 player versus player environment that was I think not originally introduced, but popularized by what they call uh, PUBG or Players Unknown Battleground. It, it, it's become so popular now that even Black Ops and Call of Duty, I think, are are getting to the point where they're going to make their matchmaking similar to that Battle Royale style on their games. And those are AAA game formats. So I, I think that that's interesting how something that has become so popular in the pop culture has now influenced uh, mainstream gaming, and now will have an impact on uh, the esports uh, uh, arena. Well, I remember playing Call of Duty. Uh, there was lots of uh, we, there were games that was all uh, every man for himself. It was just you know like twelve people though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the, the there were twelve people on a small map. You didn't have to build shit, but you know you just killed people. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. I think that's been Fortnite's thing. Fortnite has been the only one that I've that I've seen, uh, at least on on this scale or on this level of popularity, that has combi- combined the forage aspect of it, the the crafting aspect. Mm. Uh, PUBG and and I'm pretty sure Call of Duty and and them all are are not going to be integrating that part of the the game into it, just because it it works a lot better on the computer. And that's and that's the thing too is that a, a lot. Even though, of course, the graphics on consoles have gotten so, so much better. I mean, I, I have a PS4 now, and, and the graphics on it for, for most of the games that I like to play, which is mostly single-player games, are, are phenomenal. They still don't compare to the, the fluidness or the, the fluidity of uh, computer games and, and how they're able to compete on, on these online games for, of course, Call of Duty and, and uh, Fortnite and all of them. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, they just have, I mean, even though these, con, I mean, it, I don't know how to explain it. I, I guess it's, when you think about it, it's like Apple to, to a PC, you know, Apple is, is made to be user-friendly. The consoles are made to be user-friendly for just the, the casual gamer. But if you are, if you want to consider yourself a, like, serious gamer, most of the time they're playing, you know, on the computer. They're using you know, a gaming computer, I don't know necessarily if it's like alien hardware. They're, they're one of the more popular brands, but um, yeah. they're, they're, they're using the, the higher graphics card. They're using the, the, they're, they're needing more RAM to have a better frame rate. I mean, it's like you said, when you used to play uh, Call of Duty, I know that you would complain one time. And, and I mean, it is true, especially on the console, that sometimes it's, it doesn't matter how good you are. It, it almost more so matters how good your connection is. Yeah. Well, now, why would that be any any different on uh, playing on the computer, though? Because, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's still over the Internet. I would just wouldn't have thought that that would make much of a difference. Well, the frame rate can be faster, and it's able to process the data quicker, whereas the console has certain limitations as far as the frame rate and, and how quickly it's able to process data and send it uh, through the Internet and then bring it back, the upload and download speed. Mm. Okay. It can it can have an impact on your gaming experience. That's why a lot of people who are, are super serious about games, even if they don't want to play with a keyboard, I mean, you can get these USB controllers that 
uh, are integrated into a lot of the online games, but they, they prefer to play through the computer just because it works better that way. Yeah, I had no idea. That's cool. But, I, but, but I digress. Um, I remember as, as a kid, although not for long, but I, I do remember going down to the local skating rink and, and you were playing, I, I don't know if you guys were just playing like a, a just a casual game of, of roller hockey, but I, I do remember that being a thing that you did there for a little while. No, we had a league. Yeah, tell me about that. Oh, um, so Uncle Chris, when he was little, played hockey. And then, you know, we got into Ardmore, Oklahoma. There's no snow. There's no ice except for like two or three days out of the year. And um, he was getting out of shape. He wanted to, uh, you know, do something uh, to exercise that was fun. And so he started playing uh, roller hockey. Uh, and they actually had a, a league for adults. And I wanted to hang out with my cool big brother because uh, Uncle Chris was, you know, he was a good eight years older than me, I think. Uh, you know, somewhere in the seven to eight year range older than me. So we never really got to, you know, I was just always the little brother that was always on his nerves and getting in his way and and so we finally got to a point where a we you know lived in the same place and b that you know we we actually had some stuff in common and so yeah we just started uh, when he told me about the league I was like well okay I'll learn how to rollerblade and all that and so we started playing it was great we had we had a lot of fun we started exercising uh so that was good and then you know we started um finding that we had a lot more in common than just, you know, being brothers that, that saw each other like once every, you know, two or three months or whatever. And, uh, it was great. Uh, we started meeting each other's friends and hanging out, you know, um, he got into a band with some guys and, uh, that I knew. And then, you know, and then, we, you know, the, all those, it, it just started to go out from there. And then all of a sudden we were, it wasn't like we were just, uh, big brother, little brother that saw each other once every three months. We we had things to do together, and you know, for a while there, I got to saw him. You know, I got to see him once a week uh, during hockey season. But we started to hang out more, and that was really cool. Because um, I, you know, I, he's you don't have one, and I apologize. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to. I have an old sister. Uh, yeah, yeah, but she was mean to you. Uh, well, he was, he was mean to me too. Uh, <laughs> I think that that's just like that's a natural tendency for older siblings. It's like, you know, because uh, Jody was five years older than me, your brother eight, seven, eight years older than you. So I mean, like, when there's that big of an age gap, it's just it's hard to find things in common. Not necessarily because you're just on different um, levels as far as like whatever sort of thing that you're into, but I mean, it, it limits the type of activities that you can do. Because I mean, if you're if you're five and your and your brother's twelve or thirteen, you know when you guys go to the local pool, like you're gonna have to stay in, mostly in the shallow, and he's gonna want to go in the deep end and hang out with his friends, you know that sort of thing. Right, and he and he doesn't want you bugging you while you're with your friends either. Cause, no, you know. no, because you're it makes him uncool. You know exactly. Yeah, so we started playing hockey and uh, uh, really got to be really close, and I and I think it's it's 
kept through the years too, because uh, up until that time, we really, we didn't, you know, we, we both played drums, but actually by the time um, that those things came around, he had quit playing. And so we, I mean, we didn't even really have that. So the hockey stuff started and then, you know, once, once that started and then he started meeting some of my friends and some of my friends, you know, played guitar and stuff. And I was like, Hey, you know, I'll introduce you to some guys. And uh, so I got him with the, with the band that he actually ended up with and playing, you know, and it's, it's not a, about making money or being a rock star. It's just about, you know, doing stuff that you like to do. So we got to yeah. do that. Uh, and then, you know, it carried on to me and Carrie too. And then, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, coming down here and meeting with my cousin and, and coming down to the UC and, and standing under the scoreboard that, you know, Michael Jordan scored all his goals. And then uh, that's where the hockey came from there. And, you know, we came home and started watching hockey on the TV and uh, think, you know, what it really all boils down to for hockey, high definition television. Yeah. So you can see the puck. Because that shit was terrible for years. Oh, my God. I mean, it's one thing to watch football on low death. It's bad, but it's still bearable. But hockey, low death, oh, God, it's horrendous. Now, with high-definition TV, boom, you can see the puck. It's, uh, it's a lot more fun to watch. So, Do you think uh, Grandpa Vince was ever really into hockey at all? In, no more so than anyone else. I, you know, he was a casual fan. Yeah. And I think like most casual fans, uh, once you leave, you know, the northern states where it's a big deal. And before high definition television, uh, there's really just there's nothing to, to, to draw you back into it. So I think he probably, uh, you know, being in Oklahoma for so long. It, it probably got kind of got away from him. But Carrie and I did take him to a, uh, a Blackhawks stars game down in Dallas. And he had a blast. He was down there w- with the ice girls between the periods. I don't know what the Dallas stars call their, the ladies that scrape the ice. Probably, uh, probably something along those lines. I can just picture it. I'm sure he had a great time. Uh, he, he had a blast. Yeah. It was just, you know, 65 70 year old guy with a bunch of really pretty young ladies around him taking a picture uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> i remember him being a lot more into golf uh, as a kid i mean pretty much the the whole time i remember at one point when me and jody were, were somewhat little he tried to take us out to go golfing and i just wasn't super into it but he i mean they could watch it on tv and I think the only thing more boring than playing golf is watching it. Oh yeah. It's like watching grass grow. It's, it's on, unless you're a golf fan. Ugh. Uh, yeah. I liked golf, uh, because it was one of the first things that they started broadcasting it in, in, uh, HD TV. So you were, you were watching golf just because it was an HD. I would watch two turtles. Fuck. If it was an <laughs> HD. <laughs> came out oh my god sorry <laughs> no never apologize 
<laughs> no, really. When when HD first came out, I was just like, "Oh my god!" I was like losing my mind. It was the greatest thing since sliced butter, and or sliced bread uh, <laughs> and butter. And <laughs> I remember Carrie going. Uh, she thought I'd lost my mind because I was all of a sudden I'm watching golf, and I'm like, "But it's an HD," because you know I, I was like, "We got to get an HD TV." She, she thought I'd lost my mind. And then they started playing football in HDTV. And then within a couple of years, you know, they were still like, some things were in HDTV, some things were still low def. And we'd watch something that was low def and she'd be like, Ugh. you know, it, it, you know, it would like hurt your eyes because, you, you know, you're staring at the screen trying to figure out what was going on on, low, on, on you know, uh, 480 regular 480 picture and you're just like looking at it going oh my god how did we survive this long i guess it's, it's different for for me because i mean as as a kid i guess i never really thought about it. i guess i'm spoiled is what i'm saying like my generation is probably spoiled with it i mean i remember i remember standard definition like four by three instead of 16 by nine and i remember you know vhs and and not you know dvd digital download 4k hd and all that but as a kid it, it didn't really matter what definition it was it was just the fact that there was something on you know yeah hell yeah you were spoiled you had a damn 100 inch screen tv in your living room when you were <laughs> you try to think of the time well what you were was that your junior and senior year that we we put the uh I don't. I remember you freaking out because you got a 3D TV, and it and it is so funny that you mentioned the, the idea of watching anything just because it's in HD. Because I remember we were watching some weird. It was like I don't know. It would probably would have been some paleontologist wet dream. Just <laughs> some. Like, I I remember we were like we had to put on the 3D glasses and everything because it was like a there was a pterodactyl or something and i was like "Ooh, it's jumping out the screen you know oh we had the 3d channel direct tv had that 3d channel yeah they yes it was basically going back to the beginnings of hd tv and just or uh 1080 when they first came out with a high definition television yeah, yeah. sure you want to show me <laughs> cartoons of dinosaurs i'll watch it is it in, it's in 3d you betcha yeah we had the high definition production TV downstairs in the base, or not basement, the the downstairs living room. It was like a sub level because it was built on a hill or whatever. Yeah, it was a tri level house. So, yeah, that was cool. Come on, I would have killed for that. You had a. I'm not complaining. Like, don't think I'm complaining. And of course, I'm. I mean, you switched from that. You went from the the hundred inch 3D TV because, like, we found out that you know 3D ended up being kind of the gimmick, and then you switched over to the the projection TV, which I preferred way more. That was awesome. I, I mean, think you became awesome. You you became the the cool guy at, at Thanksgiving. Like everybody wanted to watch, you know, of course the the projection TV. Yeah, it was crazy. It was awesome. Games. I was 120 inches or something. I was it was ridiculous. And it was very very crisp. It was a very very good picture. I do wonder though. I mean, like with, you know, the way technology is going, and um, I don't, I don't know if necessarily 3D is going to make a comeback. I mean, I, I prefer the the real D 3D versus the the red and blue what they used to do. Yeah. 
I'm thinking about like virtual reality and stuff too, or augmented reality. I wonder how long it's going to take for them to try to integrate that into sports. So maybe it'd be like, instead of just getting those like center seat shots that they get right there on the end, just make it to where it looks like you're just standing on the sideline of a football field. That'll be awesome. I'm sure they'll be able to do it. I mean, all all they really have to do is get a really, really nice camera and, you know, like, I'm not going to say a GoPro because that's not like a super nice camera, but I'm just thinking like someday they'll be able to make it that size and they just attach to one of the guys and they just make them stand on the, on the, uh, on the sideline there. Actually they have, um, and they have those 3d cameras. That's how they do it uh, for the virtual reality is they have a 3d camera that's able to film and, and, in all directions so that you can like stand in one place and they could film the football game and you could basically just like turn around see all the guys on the sidelines, see the coaches and everything and, and still be able to watch the game from that angle. I mean, it wouldn't be the best angle for all the plays, I'm sure. But, I mean, it would be a, a pretty neat shot for someone if, if that's how they wanted to immerse themselves in the game. Yeah, I'm sure they'll come out with something. Oh, yeah. And, and I'll, uh, I will put on my augmented uh, virtual reality uh, goggles, glasses, whatever, and do it. Yeah, as long as hopefully we don't find out later that it causes cancer or whatever. Ah. (laughs) I was just going to say, it's been, as always, a great pleasure speaking with you. Oh, it's fun as always. I enjoyed it. To be honest with you, as much as I love our audience, I don't give a shit if anyone else listens to this ever. I don't I'm glad that I've, uh, me and you have decided to set aside a little bit of time each week to uh, to talk. Me too. I, I really enjoyed it, and um, I, I do hope that we'll continue to do this for for a long time. I I, I think about it sometimes, and I, I don't mean to get all uh, sappy about it, but but I think you know someday, you know, and again. Long, long time from now. You're you're still a young man. Um, <laughs> I think about I think about the idea of you know there's going to be someday where you know you're going to be gone and uh, but I'll, but maybe I'll still have these and I'll be able to go back. And I'll be able to listen and and it'll, it'll be it'll be nice to be able to not not just hear your voice but be able to you know just feel like you know I can I can immerse myself back in this conversation just a really just like a really nice and just a nice car ride or maybe a nice uh, you know nice chat in the living room and to all those listening if there are any if they're not either way we appreciate you joining us again this week and until next week uh i'll uh i'll talk to you later pop all right love you son love you too all right be good as always (laughs) Bye. bye